What up? You're listening to the Lifestyle Practice Podcast. We gon' make it all the way. We don't care what they all will say. Don't listen to the hate, no. Listen to my fate, yo. Destined to be great, yo. Hey, everybody. Good to be with you. Happy New Year. I'm glad to have you all back on this week's episode of the Lifestyle Practice Podcast. My name is Steve Vandegraaff, and I am going to bring you this week's cast solo. So, thanks for joining me. In thinking about what I want to share with you guys, a couple people have emailed me this week sharing their aspirations to buy a dental practice in 2020. One of them setting a goal and saying, I'm going to make it happen this year. So, In thinking about that, I thought it would be kind of fun to inspire them and others out there in similar shoes with some reasons to become an owner rather than an associate. And then I'll provide hopefully some helpful tips to at least get on the path towards ownership if you're not there yet. If you own a practice, I'd still listen up and make sure that you're taking advantage of the opportunities that are only available to business owners. Now, before doing this, I want to clear this up real quick. And that is, I totally understand that ownership is not for everybody. Maybe your goals are different and you're happy working for somebody else and you like your associate practice. And you can see yourself being there for long term. Good for you. I don't think less of you. And I trust you're being intentional about the career you want. But at the same time, let's face it. This is the lifestyle practice. I think I can speak for Justin and Derek, my partners, in that we are entrepreneurs. We believe in going big, taking risks, and setting a high bar for ourselves. And I trust that most of our listeners understand that and more or less share our vision. Probably that's why you're listening. So I'm going to talk about why I believe ownership is better. And I understand that I am completely biased because I've never been an associate. But hear me out nonetheless. So I'm going to give you a couple reasons, okay? The first great thing about being a practice owner rather than an associate, is you get to create things exactly how you want. You are the boss. The practice is your baby, and nobody is going to tell you what you can or can't do, when you can or can't work, what kind of dentistry or what kind of practice you want to have. It's yours. To illustrate this, Justin, he created a practice where he worked three days a week and I think he took like 10 weeks off per year. And he still did huge numbers nonetheless. Derek, he created a similar practice not long right after dental school where he worked three days a week. He planned and scheduled it such that he comes home for lunch each day, I believe. And he's still hitting his financial goals too. They're both great examples of how being your own boss gives you the flexibility to create your own ideal lifestyle. 
It's nice to be able to have things your own way in other areas too. So not just the schedule, but little things. Yesterday, I did an implant. I did a set of wisdom teeth, a root canal, and some ortho all in one day because I get to choose what kind of dentistry I do. Nobody has to tell me. I don't have to go ask permission. I'm able to do what I like. Yesterday, I saw some kids. They were great, but one of them was really bugging me. So I referred him out. Because I own my own business, I'm able to see the types of patients that I like. As an owner, you get to hire the team you like rather than having to work with whoever the owner has on his staff. It's up to you. You get to choose your days, your hours. And if you change your mind on any of this stuff, that's fine too, because you just switch it up how you want it. So it gives you huge amounts of flexibility and control. And just can't quite get that in another way. Reason number two, and this is probably the obvious one, is your earning potential as an owner is way more in almost all cases than that of an associate. I've shared this before, but I think it's important to understand. And I got this from Charles Loretto from Cane Waters shared this with me when we were at dental school a while back. And basically he said, if you are an associate and you suddenly become an owner of the very same practice you're working at and you are producing the same amount that you are producing, but you're an owner instead of an associate, you will take home $1,000 more per day as an owner than as an associate in the same office doing the same production. And this is why. And it's important to think about these principles. Okay, So first reason is you get to keep a larger percentage of your production. So instead of making 25 to 33% of your collections minus lab fees, like an associate does, you keep a much larger percentage of your production. In fact, you don't really go off your a percentage of collections. Your profit is now based off collections over your break-even point, right? And you can make your break-even point nice and lean, and then you can work really hard, get your ducks in order, and make your collection numbers really big. And that's how you take big numbers home each year, is by doing that. Only available to an owner. Another reason... As an owner, you get to keep all hygiene profits that previously went to your boss when you were an associate. So we're talking about the profit off of all cleanings, SRP, fluoride, sealants, x-rays. You know, these things are the easiest production, but they all go to owner. So imagine you are the owner now and you have two or maybe even like three hygienists producing this for you eight hours a day. And you're getting this without lifting a finger. It's almost like passive income, really. So another reason, you're going to build equity in your practice. So this means you buy your practice or you do a startup from scratch and you grow it, you build it, it becomes valuable. You have, while you've been working hard for cash flow, you've been simultaneously building an asset. Then... When you're ready, you can sell this asset and all the profit you make off of the sale are yours 
and they're taxed at capital gains, which is a much lower rate than regular taxes. All of it, money in your pocket. And then another reason is as an owner, a business owner, you get to play the tax game. And by this, it means you are able to use the tax code and business principles to reduce or minimize your tax burden. So these things are just not really available to you, a W-2 employee. But as a business owner, you get to write off a lot of stuff as business expenses. Lots of stuff that may benefit you outside of your business and practice, of course. Depending on how you structure your practice, you're able to pay yourself through distributions if you're an S-Corp and potentially this will avoid or minimize payroll, FICA taxes, and Medicare taxes. And then you can also, if you're a business owner, establish pension plans like a 401k or a cash balance plan. And if you do these right with the correct professional help, you can put away potentially really big sums of money in a tax-deferred retirement account. And none of this is available if you're an employee. Those are some specific ways that an owner is going to make more as an associate, even in the same practice, doing the same numbers. But let's face it, if you're buying your own practice or starting your practice from scratch, the whole point is you are going to grow this as much as you can. You want to not do what you're doing as an associate. The sky is the limit because it's yours. You're in complete control. You can do as well as you want. And you can challenge yourself each year to do better. And you can look at other business owners and compare yourself to what they're doing in a healthy way and basically raise your belief lid to, to do better. So those are a couple things. The last one that I thought of was a little bit different. This is something that I wasn't really aware of before I bought my practice, before I became a business owner. And that is basically you become, in a sense, a greater version of yourself. I know this sounds hooky, but hear me out for a second. Maybe it's the initiative you learn when you have to go out on a limb and sign that note and buy a practice. Maybe it's the, the leadership that you're forced to learn when you're managing your team. It could be those struggles you have when you're overcoming really steep challenges. Somewhere in there, you really develop, or maybe you're forced to develop, a new attitude, a new outlook that makes you more proactive and motivated, and it just makes you a more intentional person than you were before, if that makes sense. And I think this growth that you develop in your professional life really carries over and can benefit you in your home life, in your personal life, or just in how you view the world, really. It's funny. You go out and ask a business owner or an entrepreneur if they could ever go back and work for somebody as an employee after they've done what they have. And they'll all say, no way. <laughs> Something changes inside of you, right? You want more for yourself and you're more brave to go out there and get it. That's a non-monetary benefit that has really improved my life unexpectedly just from this kind of business journey that, that I've been on. So some things for you to consider, okay? 
Now, make no mistake, in talking about this, it's not all rosy, right? There is big risk in taking out big loans for a dental practice and committing yourself to to being a practice owner. There's no turning around after you buy it. You can't put your two weeks notice in and go work somewhere else. You are locked in. It is sink or swim. So there are going to be huge trials. You have to work through them. You're going to fail and make huge mistakes. But ultimately, you're going to see that all the problems around you are really because of you. And you have to own up to that truth in order to change and turn things into something successful. So no doubt ownership is very difficult, but in my view, it is more than worth it. So I just threw out my case as to why ownership is better. You don't have to believe me. That's fine. Whatever works for you. But that's my view. And I think I'm right. You may believe the same way, but you may just not be on the same path. You may be an associate that wants to buy a practice that wants to be a business owner, but you're just not there yet. You know, life gets busy. If you're an associate right now, you're probably working really hard. And then when you're done with work, you probably want to enjoy life or you're tired. It takes a lot of second effort and motivation to, to do this outside your associate practice. But I'm going to give you a couple tips, if I were you, of things you can do to at least get you on the path, okay? So if you're thinking about becoming an owner, good for you. This is what I would recommend to to start. Okay. So just first of all, decide what you want. Go off and like take a weekend, kind of remove yourself from everything and really just think about your job. Think about your family. Think about your time. How do you want things to be? You can really have what you want, but you have to determine what it is. Is it associating eight to five Monday through Friday? If it is and you're happy and content and that's where you want to be, awesome. If it's something else, what is it? Do you want to work less? Do you want to earn more? Do you want to earn way more? So envision in your mind, envision yourself working in that practice that gives you this life that you want. You know, go ahead and picture it. Like it's important to visualize it, if that makes sense. And let that image start as a motivation to becoming a practice owner. So next question, where is it? Okay. Where do you want to live? Are you open to moving to areas of more opportunity? Or do you have relationships that require you to stay local or to be in a certain area? No problem either way, but choose at least a general area so you can start exploring. Then you need to commit yourself to learning. If you want to buy a practice, you need to learn how to value a practice. What do you look for? What do you stay away from? How do you determine demographics? How do you add value to a practice? Do you know what are healthy numbers for a practice? There is so much information out there to learn, and it is out there. Nobody taught us this in dental school. I hear so many dentists say that, you know, oh, I didn't learn business and they didn't teach us this in dental school. But come on, let's not complain. We can learn this. And if we're being honest with ourselves, we probably didn't want the advice of that dental school professor anyway, right? So we're really fortunate to have tons of info right at our fingertips. I mean, it's all over, okay? And I would just commit yourself to spend X amounts of hours each night or 
X amount of hours each weekend to really commit yourself to dive in and learn this stuff. When you're learning it, I'd recommend you go ahead and just start looking. Just start. That's right. Even if you're not clear on what you want or what to look for, by looking at practices, you're going to develop and learn what to look for and what you want. Startups is a little different, but the principle is the same. You need to be able to understand a valuable practice. You need to be able to understand what a valuable practice, efficient practice looks like. Okay. So go out and look at some, browse some practice websites, read prospectuses, go ahead and just like study a bunch of PLs. You may be saying, like, where do I go look at practices? Well, ADS, Dentaltown, AFCO, Paragon, there's all sorts of basically online classifieds for dental practices. Your state dental board probably has a huge listing of them. I remember when I, I looked all over. I mean, I remember I found some on Craigslist and it was not very good, but like, just look them up. Just jump right in. Just, you can't look at too many. You'll learn with each one. Okay, visit them all. Now, in saying this, this is not the only way to look for a practice acquisition. Please understand this, okay? There's probably better ways, really. I mean, sending out personal letters will help you find practices that aren't on the market. Networking is going to find you valuable practices that haven't been eaten up by other buyers. We should really probably do a podcast sometime down the line with some details on how to find and search for your practice. But what I'm saying here is that if you want to become an owner, you need to really immerse yourself in this stuff. You've got to learn it. Go ahead and set a goal, a time amount to put into this. Imagine all the time that we went through in dental school, learning how to do what we do with teeth. And it's great, of course, it's valuable, but like I would say just the smallest fraction of that amount is invested towards learning business principles and and learning to buy a practice. So just commit yourself, put in the time. Okay. I had somebody email me um, on Sunday saying that he, it was in caps, I will be a practice owner in 2020 exclamation point. It's so cool to see. He's not waiting until something just kind of falls in his lap or until his senior doc ages another 10 years or becomes like so ill he can't practice anymore. He's not waiting until he feels more comfortable or until he has more time to invest looking for this stuff. He said he wants to do it this year. If you know this is what you want, start making your move and do it now. Now, I'm sorry if I'm getting a little fired up about this, but this is your time. Okay, it's It won't get easier later. You won't have more time later. And frankly, in my view, the earlier you do this, just the more money you're going to have. And it's just going to set you up and just give you such a boost for the rest of your career in life. What are you going to do with your 2020? If you want to become a practice owner, I'm extending a challenge to you to put in the time and get on the path to become a practice owner this year. If you have questions about what to do, don't hesitate. Email Derek, Justin, or Steve at thelifestylepractice.com. We'd love to weigh in. I mean, I, I love to... It's almost like a hobby of mine to evaluate practices. So if you're looking at things, don't hesitate to reach out. We'd love to help. In closing, I'd like to give a shout out to Dave P who spoke on this very topic. He left us a review and he said, the information these guys provide at the Lifestyle Practice Podcast is extremely useful and has changed the way I think about future ownership. 
I am motivated more every time I listen to them to improve my patient experience and to take control of my future and lifestyle. Thank you, Dave P. That's great feedback. And really, that's why we're doing it. We hope that this is helpful to you. To be honest, these are really just principles that I and I think Derek and Justin would agree are things that we have done specifically that have helped us find our fortunate success that we have. It's not something specific to us. It's really just a path that you can get on and follow. With that, I invite you to get on it. If you need any help, feel free to reach out to us by email or through our website. Either way, I appreciate you guys listening and I look forward to talking to you next week. Later.